This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the MLB.com StatCast podcast. I'm your host, Mike Petriello, sitting Right here, Matt Myers, MLB.com National Editor. Hi, Matt. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, it's the second week in a row we actually have uh, live in-person guests in our studio. Yeah, guests. Multiple. Multiple many. guests. <laughs> so if you were here and you could see what's going on in our MLB.com studio, we have the entire Fangraphs crew, and uh, there's about five or so Fangraphs guys running amok in the studio over there. And we have two of them sitting right here with us. We have Dave Cameron and we have Jeff Sullivan, uh, two of the most well-known Fangraphs guys. Guys, hi. Hi. Why, are you, here? Why are you here in New York? You're both... Or soon to be about Oregon natives. Yeah. What's, uh, what's bringing the entire Fangraphs crew to New York City? The Staten Island Yankees had a really terrible idea to host a nerd day at their ballpark as like the actual official promotion. So on Sunday, uh, instead of like celebrating Father's Day like a good son <laughs> or a good father, you can come hang out with the Staten Island Yankees with Jonah Carey and Ben Lindbergh and Dan Zimborski and a whole bunch of Fangraphs crew uh, and uh, have a good time talking baseball and, you know, making your father feel unloved. Wow, that's that's dark and a really good selling point. I will say this about the Staten Island Yankee ballpark. It's fantastic because it's an amazing view of the entire downtown Manhattan skyline. There you go. Uh, and it's a wonderful place to watch a game. Is there truth to the fact that David Appleman is throwing out the first pitch? I actually didn't know that. Uh, it was a rumor. I have that, no idea if it's true. It could be true. I would. I kind of hope that's true. Maybe he's that, doing the digibet. If we if he does, we need the stat cast on it. I want to know David Appleman's spin rate. I wow. I, I don't know. I don't know if we can track that low. <laughs> We'll make some calls. We'll okay. make some calls. <laughs> so we have Dave and Jeff here, and we're going to uh, swap out and get some other Fangraph guys in with us soon. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of a game here. We've got some questions for you. We're going to make it okay. fun. All right. All right. We have some, some pitching questions. Matt, you want to ask? Trivia. It's trivia. trivia. So we just want to, you know, see how well you guys know the game. Yeah, no right. stats. All right. And uh, if you're wrong, then uh, you get ejected from the building. Fantastic. And, uh, we actually get your site shut down. So no pressure. All right. Want to go for the first one? Sure. Uh... Since it's the StatCast podcast, yeah, we'll start with the StatCast-driven okay. question. Which pitcher has the highest curveball spin rate? Colin McHugh. No. Oh. See, he did. That's, that's interesting. We all know that he got picked by the right. Astros because they like spin rate, which is kind of my go-to when everybody right. It's like, what does spin rate matter? Like, well, the Astros think right. it matter. Yeah. <laughs> this matters. Oh, it should be a Philly because they're, they're like well, I was, I was going to go for Garrett Richards, but I don't know if he counts because he's yeah. on the team. He is hurt and yeah. exploded. A Philly's so, a good, good guess, though. You should, you Velasquez? Uh, no. Nola. No. Jared Eikhoff. Oh, wow. <laughs> You've guessed everyone but that. <laughs> uh, David Hernandez. No, my Come God. On. How many Phillies are there? Starting pitchers. There's, there's only I went, Phillies. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I just went through their whole rotation, basically. Oberholzer? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're trying not to name him. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Hellickson. Oh, yeah. Fact. Jeremy Hellickson. He's, yeah. like uh, he's having a little bit of a moment. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah good year. Is he going to be the best starting pitcher traded? At the deadline? Well, you'd think Rich Hill will get traded. Assuming Rich Hill... Assuming Rich Hill's healthy. Rich Hill, Hill, by the way, number four on this list. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. curveball spin. Also also a big curveball guy. Yeah, there are no good starting pitchers available in this market. It'll be interesting to see if some team just says, like, 
because there's like 15 good relievers. There's so many good relievers we're going to be available at the deadline. Maybe a team will just trade for like five of them and be like, okay, you're each going in and there's our starter. But what about, I mean, Sonny Gray, I guess he hasn't been that great this year, but he seems to be the, the name. He would be the guy if it, Oakland, but Oakland's said like for a couple of years now, everyone calls and like, we're not trading Sonny Gray, we're not trading Sonny Gray. Why would you back off of that when his value is like at its, its peak or as, as Nadir, I guess, is like you would trade him when he's doing well, not when, right now. Is, is he going to the Red Sox or the Red Sox? Well, that would be the that would be the, the easy rumor to start. So let's do yes, let's agree. He's going to Boston. All right, Jeff. This one's for you. Hmm. Same question, but for fastballs. Who's got the highest starting pitchers? Four suit fastball spin. Uh, four suit fastball. So is it Blake Snell? Uh, no, of guys who have pitched for more than like a minute. More than a minute. But that okay. is a good guess. I will say uh, on the list, not number one, but on the list is someone you already mentioned today, before we got on the air. Drew Pomeran would be on the three. list. A pitcher who could get traded. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, be that's true. He should, would be the best be one. Traded, yes. You should sell high, on, and I love Drew Pomerantz, right? But he's got such an injury yeah. history. I feel like you have to sell high on him uh, yesterday. Hey, hey, hey oh, Justin Verlander. It's of course, it's obviously Justin. Oh, Berlander. that's a good guess. Hey, good job, Jeff. I, I'll say we have the four guys on the list, and Pomerantz is one. Uh, the other three guys are not currently teammates, but were teammates for several years together. So Verlander, you already mentioned him. So that Scherzer. Scherzer. Scherzer, yeah. And. Uh, that's going to be Anibal Sanchez. It's not going to be uh, Anibal Sanchez. No. Uh, oh God. Uh, Former Tiger once traded for Ioannis Cespedes. Michael Fulmer. Rick Porcello. No. Oh, <laughs> Michael Rick Porcello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rick Porcello. That's right. The pitch that he, he wasn't supposed to throw last year, at least he tried to throw, and it didn't really work out for him. Well, it is, it's a good point, right? Because, you know, the high spin fastballs kind of get strikeouts, and he actually did better by throwing it less. Yeah. Because yeah. he was kind of throwing it right down the middle, and then it would pour the first. Yeah. That's High spin, bad location. Yeah, this is yeah exactly that's, right. that's the tricky thing with all the, tag. all the numbers we have. Like, you, you can look at Porcelli, he's got the high spin fastball, or he has, like, the developing Adam Wainwright curveball kind of thing. But you're just looking at the average statistical benchmarks, and you're getting no sense of where is the pitch going or how consistently is he throwing it in this area. And so, like, the real difference between, like, a Wainwright curveball and a Porcello curveball is Wainwright trusts his... Even though they look the same on average, Wainwright can kind of change the way it looks. Did you just come on the StatCast podcast and explain why the StatCast metrics aren't good enough? No, 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 no. See, that's what, what it sounded like to me. Th- that's a pitch effects metric, <laughs> actually. That's a little different. But yeah, it's like one of these guys that feels like there's no middle ground. He's either like great for a month yeah. and then just yeah. like atrocious, atrocious yeah, yeah, for a month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the Justin Upton of pitchers. <laughs> what? I don't know if he's ever fallen that far. Always, always My said. wife and I were talking about that last night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, this one's fun just because um, we were uh, Matt and I were talking about this this morning, and we were talking about it before we looked up the stat. We were both so happy to see who was number one. Uh, our friend Bill Petty has a stat he calls edge percentage. Yeah. If you don't know what edge percentage is, it's basically uh, three inches or so on either side of the strike zone because the whole idea is like throwing strikes is good, but throwing good strikes is better because right? yeah. meatballs don't help anybody. Of starting pitchers, who has the highest percentage of pitches right on the edge, right on the black? Starters or relievers? Starters. Starters only? Marco Estrada? No, see, that's a, that's a good one, but it is kind of a guy who throws not so hard, throws a lot of fastballs, and you don't know how he survives, and I think this is how. Mike Fires. No. Bartolo Colon? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Bartolo Colon. We just watched him last night. We did. We actually went to the Mets game last night. He struck a, a double, right? Wasn't yeah. it? Struck double through seven-plus innings, gave up one run against a good Pirates lineup. Yeah. Through 95 pitches that were not fastballs. Yeah. 94 of 99 pitches were fastballs all around like 89 to 91. Doesn't make any hour. sense at all. Uh, but he throws almost a third of his pitches like right on the black, so he gets yeah. poor contact or, or called yeah. strikes. Yeah. And um, it kind of makes me wish that I could do that because like, I feel like I, I could do Barcelona <laughs> alone, right? No? You would need to add like 200 pounds. 
Well, okay, fine. I guess so. Uh, Rich Hill, by the way, number three on that list. Really? Yeah. But not a guy I would think of as a command guy. No. Yeah. Um, Effectively wild, perhaps? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's another podcast. Yeah, you know, everybody talks about the curveball. He's getting strikeouts yeah. with the fastball. Maybe so. he doesn't mean to be on the edge. He's just... Yeah, he's trying to throw it down the hole and then it just goes there. <laughs> Uh, okay, I got uh, one more pitching one here, and then we've got some defense questions. Um, there's four starting pitchers. It's like the best thing a starting pitcher can do is get strikeouts and get grounders, right? Four starting pitchers have a strikeout percentage above 30 and a ground ball percentage above 50. Starting pitchers? Okay. Yeah, three of them are real easy, I hope, and the per- fourth one's interesting. Kershaw? Yeah. Uh, is it Fernandez? Is he getting grounders this year? No, he's getting hit hard, actually, like real hard. Well, he's not he's getting hit hard on the ground. Yeah. So is Nola still above 30%? Well, see, that was the one who was actually the fourth one. <laughs> I like right. how you kind of jumped like Kershaw ahead and Nola first. Right. It's like, yeah, Kershaw. Two. See, Nola was interesting because it's Kershaw. So Arietta Syndergaard. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And then Aaron Nola, right. who is kind of, I think, actually had a couple tough starts. Yeah, a couple yeah he just, just got lit right. up. But he is a guy who I think I kind of thought would be like a good starting pitcher, yeah. and he's turned into really good starting pitcher, sort of almost out of nowhere, right? I mean, can you guys think of a, a pitcher, particularly a right-handed pitcher, who struck out that many hitters throwing as slow, slow as he? I mean, he throws like 91. Like, yeah. I can't even think of anyone who else has that profile, throwing, striking out 30% of hitters, throwing 91. Well, in fairness, Felix Hernandez throws 91 now. Yeah, and he's true. throwing 91 yeah, so for like a while. the recent version of or, Felix Hernandez. Like Tim Linscombe when he was yeah. before, guess, yeah. before he turned. But right. Nola, the, I think my favorite thing about Nola is that he, he has that weird profile where batters take so many of his pitches even though he's throwing a lot of strikes but there's just something about it, probably his curveball spin and the deceptiveness between his curveball and his fastball that batters just take a lot of pitches in the zone which is a difficult like I don't I don't think you can tell someone to just go out and do that like throw strikes but don't let them swing <laughs> yeah but then they still swing out of zone so it's really interesting it's like Jose Fernandez did this in his first year when he was a rookie he was getting a lot of takes in the zone and since then, Fernandez has gotten a little worse at that. Not that anyone's complaining, but Nola's got a really unusual profile working for him. I like how we basically compared him to, like, two broken pitchers. So Aaron Nola has the skill set of, like, Lincecum after he was good and, like, the current version of Felix Fernandez. Wow, that's high well, praise. Although this, this does make me now want to, what you're saying, go look at his last couple of starts. Maybe teams are, yeah. you know, going to Mike Petro, swing at the first pitch. Right. Uh, yeah. I love that. The uh, strategy, because that's... that's uh, that's way for that, is that what I'm known for now? But At least for me, basically. Okay, great. Swinging the, swing the first pitch is your, your, is, is your thing. Okay. I like having a thing. It's an as far as I'm concerned, that's your thing. Okay. I thought Coors Field was your thing. Well, Coors Field is also my thing. I'm a, uh, I think the Rockies are in town next week or the week after. And I, I feel Did like they I bring the ballpark with them? <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like I have to go bug all the Rockies about it just because uh, I think they'll get annoyed by all my questions. What happens if someone doesn't swing at the first pitch in Coors Field? Do you just lose your mind? Well, if it's if it's strike, yeah. <laughs> it, should like, it should be like your new like you know like everyone on their Twitter Twitter bio has like those like pithy, pithy things. You could be like, you know, Coors Field enthusiast, first pitch swinger, you know, podcaster. That could be you. <laughs> okay, I'll work on that. <laughs> All right, go for it. We have some defense. Um, defense. Yeah. This one may be obvious because we actually were talking about this before, but top five outfield arms, minimum thirty throws, basically average of their ninety percentile throws. Aaron Hicks. Yeah. Aaron Hicks, number one. That's good that everybody knows that means we've done a good job. Yeah. Starling Marte. Yeah, number three. Uh, all, all of the other three, all Astros? No. no. None of them are really? Astros. Really? Really? They may yeah. not have enough throws because, you yeah. know, like Marisnik was the oh, guy right. from last year, but he's been, right. he's sort of been up and down, so he may not have had enough opportunity. Gregory yeah. Polanco? Uh, no. No. Hayward? No, he's actually, I looked him up the other day. He was lower than I thought he'd be. Really? So I, I feel like he's been hurt so much this year and banged up that he's just not. Okay. Well, well Puig. So Puig's Puig's got the arm. Puig, yeah. Cespedes? Uh, no, nope. actually. Hmm. So they've been, they've been three of the uh, five so far. Yeah, one of the other ones uh, plays at altitude. 
so that might be okay. helpful. Uh, Carlos oh, no. Gonzalez. Carlos Gonzalez. Yeah. And then one has no business being an outfielder whatsoever in the league. Matt Kemp. <laughs> ah. You're close, sort of. Close, kind of. Mm. Oh, man. He's not an outfielder by trade. Right. He came up or in very practice. much an infielder or He came up hitter. as a third baseman, but really a DH. Adam Duvall? No. <laughs> no. no, American Leaguer. Oh, Miguel Sano. Yeah. Miguel Sano. Oh, Miguel Sano actually has a rocket arm. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yes. Even though he had Tommy John surgery, yeah. and it didn't really slow him down right. at all. And, uh, yeah, now he's playing the outfield for inexplicable reasons. Well, he's got the rocket arm, but not really the laser guidance, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're just measuring uh, velocity, not so much accuracy. <laughs> uh, same question for shortstops. Lindor's got a strong arm, right? No? No. He doesn't have a strong arm, apparently. Well, he might. He's he might. Yeah. He's not showing up on this list. Well, okay, well, Simmons is active now, so is he up there? Uh, he's not quick as I. He's barely played it all this year. Oh, okay. so. I don't know. Is Raphael Call still around? <laughs> <laughs> he's one I'd be curious yeah, about. Right. Yeah, I wish we could go back. I wish you enjoyed watching Sean him Dunstan, that's yeah. what I wanted. I saw him throw in the minors a few times, and I was like, this is so much fun. Everyone should just hit grounders to short. That's, this should be the whole game, ground balls to short. <laughs> we watch Raphael for call throw. Uh, this little, he would like he would like take he knew it so yeah. he'd like sort of take a take a yeah. pause. Yeah, like, all right, here it comes. <laughs> uh, so the the top two guys here, one of whom is not traditionally known as a shortstop, but is playing there, and the other one, I believe, one of you has written that he should not be the starter anymore on his team. So Ryan Goins, maybe? Uh, no, no, no. Well, that's the. Who should I? Who am I? Well, yeah, yeah who, who are we trying to starting bench? Shortstop. Who are we trying to bench? <laughs> Think uh, good teams who are located very near where David Appleman lives. So, oh, Danny Espinosa. Danny Espinosa has the best shortstop arm in baseball. Okay. He's got a rocket. 89.3 miles an hour. This is, is the average. Which one of you has been saying he should get benched? I, I've actually been defending. No. Like, everyone really? Wants I thought you were... No, everyone wants, like, Trey Turner up. Espinosa's, like, a fine player. I think it's, like, one of those things, like, Turner's good, a good prospect, but Espinosa's not, like, terrible, and he has power, and he has lefties. Like, they're winning. Yeah. They're fine. His exit velocity is up. His launch angle is yeah, up. He's right. getting into that ideal range. Okay, bringing that for the StatCast podcast. <laughs> right. That's good. Did your homework. I like it. <laughs> Uh, the other ones are uh, Didi Gregorius. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, Manny Machado was the second guy. Yeah, not traditionally not, a shortstop, yeah, okay, right, but he's yeah, he's right. really yeah. played better more often than right. not this year. Yeah. Uh, and Jonathan VR, who's shockingly having an amazing season. Yeah. It's fantastic. The Brewers, man, they're just finding guys. No, yeah. They're tanking. That's the problem. See. <laughs> well, just like the Phillies, it's, it's too bad the Phillies tanked and had to go you know, get Velasquez <laughs> yeah, and, and all these uh, good arms. Yeah, right, yeah. Damn them. And then the last one is Alcides Escobar, who sort of is this year. Basically, he's testing the limits. I think of kind of how bad you can be at the plate and still play him. Like, I think I saw a that he's on pace to set the record for outs made in the season. Well, I guess if you're going to hit first all the time. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Make outs. It's, like he's, it's, it's kind of crazy. He's going to make like 400 outs. Well, he might lose that race to John Carlos Stanton if he keeps up the last <laughs> mile. Yeah, well, he's not going to hit first. <laughs> uh, all right, this is the last one. Uh, it's kind of a defense question, and so we, we sort of have come up with this uh, unofficial way to look at outfield defense, and so we're looking at uh, batted balls to the outfield. 200 feet to 400 feet, which is okay. kind of a good proxy. They did not end up being home runs right. and weren't ground balls. So that okay. in theory, teams could actually have chances of catching those balls. What were the, uh, who were the best outfields at preventing hits? Team outfields? Yeah. So Kansas City would be the obvious guess? Uh, fourth, actually. Huh. Yeah, I'm going to tell you one of these you're never going to guess, ever. San Diego. No. Well, that would be funny. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Also, <laughs> does Kevin Pilar make the Blue Jays? Uh, does he make the Blue Jays? Well, do, the do they... Does he put them on the list? No, no, he does not. The three, the three teams, the best three teams are all American. I'm sorry, National League teams. So Pittsburgh? No. 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 What? Oh, there's only 30. We can guess these. <laughs> <laughs> You've already guessed right, like four. Guess only 15, actually. So right. He's already said National League. Okay. So. Uh, one of these teams paid an exorbitant amount of money for a defense-first outfielder. 
just this book. The Cubs. Cubs. The Cubs. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that, that's Number one by a lot. The obvious yeah. one. Yeah, no, the Cubs. Oh, by yeah, because you. Lot. Were, yeah. Look at the Giants. One Mike Petrello wrote about this not too long ago. The Giants, Giants are actually amongst the Giants worst. Giants are like dead really? last. Yeah. Oh, next, yeah. Or next to last. Really? Because when you think about it, like, you know, Pagan is kind of past his uh, prime yeah, and right. spending his. Getting old, yeah. Everybody's hurt. And they I was just thinking they had outfielders with no power, and usually teams with outfielders with no power. Well, they've also had injuries, so they have, like, converted infielders playing. It's also it's also a big outfield, so I wonder how much that plays. This is not the most scientific, like, way we've ever done it, but it's, like, a good proxy. Uh, the second place team is the Dodgers because Puig has actually been outstanding uh, yeah. and Peterson and Trace Thompson's a center fielder playing left right so, yeah right. and uh, the the, Puig has actually kind of become Jeff Francoeur <laughs> oh my god oh my god I'm so sorry <laughs> I can't think of two players who have different clubhouse reputations than Jeff Francoeur and Jesse <laughs> wow that is uh, there's a lot you just found the subject for your next piece yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's a lot to unpack what unpopular Jeff Francoeur <laughs> you are required to write that piece for Monday done well I was going to write about Stanton but now that's yeah. done uh, the, the, place, the team you were never going to guess is the Atlanta Braves because, and you're in Seattle? Well, he's well, been hurt. But yeah, but Malik Smith oh, yeah. has actually been. And then yeah. also Jeff Francoeur. Right. Barquegas <laughs> occasionally getting to a ball. Uh, he doesn't hit any homers, so he's got to catch the ball. Is he still at zero? No, yeah, I think he's, no, he's got one like now. one or two. Yeah. yeah. Well, might, might have two. Yeah. Nick Marquegas, not a great free agent signing. <laughs> they should have traded him and tanked even harder. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a note to go out on this Yeah, time. really. Okay, so that's the end of our quiz. Um, Dave Cameron and Jeff Sullivan, we're going to kick you out and bring in two of your Fangraphs friends. All right. So we're going to take a quick break here. But thank you for the quiz, and thank you guys for being here. And uh, go out and see those, these guys on Sunday at Staten Island. Thanks for having us. It was thank fun. All right, we'll be back in a second. All right, we have swapped out some Fangraphs guys, so I still have Matt here sitting next to me. And uh, we have Eno Cyrus over there. Hi, Eno. Hey, thanks Eno, for having tell us. tell us quickly about your book. What are you pimping? Oh, that's right. I get to pimp? All right. I'm always pimping. Uh, Craft Beer Lover's Guide to Baseball is just basically the best craft beer inside beer stadiums beer stadiums inside baseball stadiums uh, and around them so I basically find a way to help you crawl in and crawl out of a baseball game great awesome you know uh, obviously writer for Fangrass and uh, is excellent at going into locker rooms and asking real weird nerd questions to baseball players and uh, sometimes it's really really cool and then sometimes they're like I don't know what you're talking sometimes about. I get pantsed right I was a feeling I know all too well uh, and then also here we have August Fagerstrom hi August August Hello. I don't have a book well, that's okay. You have, some, <laughs> yeah. you have something better. You have had a repeated byline here on MLB.com. That's true. I have. So yeah. every, every week we take one of August's many, many outstanding articles, and we, we pick the best one. We put it at MLB.com. And uh, you also spent, well, last year working for us for, the, uh, for Cleveland. Yes, right? and it's good to, uh, to see the offices that I uh, called re a remote home for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to have you guys back. And as we were talking to Dave and Jeff about, you guys are all here as part of the Fangrass Weekend, which replaces the traditional Arizona spring training trip. You're all here in the city, and you're going to have Sabermetrics Day at Staten Island. And uh, I was trying to talk them into seeing if Appleman could throw the first pitch, but I'm not, I'm not sure that's going to actually happen. Well, I am going to do the dizzy bat, so. Oh, really? Is yeah. that true, or is that just like having fun? Well, I, I, I put my name out there for it. I, I think he's going to take me. I hope he picks me. That I'm like, hey, pick me, pick me. I would me. like to measure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me spinning around before I puke. All right, we're going to have some fun. We have some, uh, some silly hitting questions here to ask you about. And the first one is, you know, it's, we like to track exit velocity, and it's real good to hit the ball real hard. So which team has the highest percentage of batted balls over 100 miles an hour? Cubs are best at everything, so I'm going to say Cubs. They are, but not this. 
Oh. I'm gonna say Miami Marlins because they've got one. They've got the the stud. Well, they do, but he doesn't actually make contact anymore. Oh. <laughs> so it's hard to get 100 miles an hour when you're getting. So I'm wrong. It's not the. Marlins. Oh, you're extremely wrong. Yes. Oh, I'm extremely it, is, wrong. It, is, it is an NL East team. The Reds. Uh, oh, it's wait, it's NL East. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got to be the Nationals. It is the Nationals. Oh, okay. The Nationals, I think. Like Ryan Zimmerman has actually been hitting the ball real hard, even though he hasn't necessarily had a, a great season. And then obviously, you know, Bryce Harper hits the ball real hard, and Wilson Ramos is. Had a fantastic season. Wonder what LASIK can do for you. That I have, I have a proud uh, uh, surgeon, uh, patient of LASIK, and I cannot say enough about it. I don't, uh, I don't want to hear about it because it just makes me shiver. <laughs> they do what? Yeah, they hear what? Peel back your eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, yeah. In August, as you alluded to, the Orioles number two. Mm. So it is truly the Trumbo. Bel- actually, the Beltway. You know, all five, uh, all five uh, of these nice teams are Eastern Nice wordplay. Is that all five teams are Eastern teams? Are the Red Sox yeah. in the top five? Trumbo. Trumbo actually spent the off season trying to manipulate his launch angle and exit velocity. Are, Going pretty well for him. Do you have explanations for how Mark Trumbo became like a decent guy who could hit dingers every now and then to you know a superstar? Well, maybe because he spent the offseason. Well, right. Like, like, how does one, how does one do that? Like, did you talk to him? Like, well, how does one do this? He, has, he had like a swing tracker that actually tracked exit velocity and launch angle, and they just basically sat there and watched it. And like, Zep is a way you can do it. Uh, so I actually, Hunter Pence has talked about you know, being able to track how quick he is to the ball because Zep can track your bat, like has an oscilloscope in it. So Zep is what, like a sensor, right? Because a sensor that is in the is. bat, yeah. And, and, it, and so he can track, actually see how quick his bat path is to the zone. Uh, so he was trying to manipulate. So they have, you know, they have, there are more and more tools these days for hitters that used to, I think, be skewed towards pitching. But now with some of y'all stats, like they're being able to like really get into it. Yeah, who do we say that? Chris Bryant actually spent the winter trying yeah. to smooth out his bat path because yeah. he doesn't want to hit towering shots anymore. He wants to hit line drives, and uh, he's actually cut down his strikeout percentage by like yeah. a third. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a happy coincidence. I mean, you know, and or or it isn't. I mean, it's about you know being in the zone longer is an easier way to make contact. So that turns out not striking out so much is actually kind of a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's uh, go for it. Number number two. Here. Number two, minimum 100 plate appearances. Who has the highest weighted runs created plus? in the majors. While you think about that weighted runs created plus, for those who don't know, it's on a scale of 100 is average, anything above it is good, better or better than average, anything below it is below average. It basically measures everything that a hitter does. Can I say this question was a whole lot more fun two days ago? Because yeah. it's changed a little bit since two days ago. Is it still David Ortiz? It is still David okay. Ortiz. Yeah. Yeah. But two days ago, we looked at this, and it was actually Robbie Grossman. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> minimum 100. Okay, yeah. Who's number three? He's who's number three on the list. And who's number two? We'll also be somewhat surprised. We saw, I think number two made an outstanding catch last night in the game that... Michael okay, Conforto? So I was going to say, it's, no. not, it's not limited to the Mets and the Pirates. Oh, Gregory Polanco. So. No. No. 100 plate appearances. Oh, uh, Matt Joyce. Matt Joyce. Yeah. Oh, Matt wow. Joyce, Matt Joyce. Right now. Who homered last night as well. Right. Homered last night. Made a but fantastic catch on left. Had a train wreck of a season last year for the Angels. But he's always been a guy that has hit righties. So you basically... Platoon guy. If, yeah. you, if you put him in a position to succeed, and that, that team where like, they have good outfielders, you don't need to like spot him. You know. They do have good outfielders. I think we were saying that if you take the top eight out, four outfielders from Miami and four for Pittsburgh, so eight outfielders, right now seven and eight are McCutcheon and Stanton. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Which is mm-hmm. absurd if you think about it. It's weird. In the offseason, I wrote a thing, well, what should the Pirates do? You know, what kind of things? And I was like, you know, John Jaso, great against righties. They need a, He can play first base. He can't play catcher anymore. Matt Joyce, great against righties. They can put him in the outfield. Those are literally the two things that I came up with. And people were like, Oh, that's so boring. Why? <laughs> really? That's what all they're going to do? They're going to suck then. I'm like, 
Maybe, maybe not. Well, it, Matt Joyce is a good signing. I still don't know how they're going to get out of that wild card again because the Cubs have just made everything uh, disastrous. Well, in one game, anything can happen. Yeah? It's you. All right. Uh, who has the highest average home run distance of a minimum of 10 home runs? I just looked at this the other day. Why do you know this? Are you cheating on my list? <laughs> is it Eric Hosmer? No, no. Oh, okay. Hosmer. The highest average home run distance is 430 feet. I'm trying not to say Stanton. Who else could it be? Does Stanton even have 10 home runs? Yeah, minimum of how many? Because I know Mazzara has hit a lot of bombs. Runs. That's an interesting name. You, you should say that as your actual guess. <laughs> no more Mazzara. It's it's hey, it's final answer. Yeah, it's okay, good. There you go. Yeah. Well, 430 feet. Obviously, with, he has exactly 10 home runs, and that 491-foot home run certainly helped. Yeah. yeah. We, spent a whole, we spent a whole also, show here a couple weeks ago going into the math behind how he got to like the angle, and the, we looked up the temperature and the wind, yeah. and like how he got the but 491. He, he does not hit cheapies. No, he does not. It was funny because I interviewed him, and I said, he had like at the time he had like three home runs, and I said, "Yeah, you don't hit a lot of fly balls. Do you find like you know lifting the ball a struggle? Like you know, is the power going to come?" Like I literally asked him that question, and in my head I was like, "Did you just say that?" And then he was like, "The power's there." Yeah. <laughs> and then the next week he hit seven home runs. Because he talked to you and realized yeah. the power was. Yeah. He's like that idiot. <laughs> Show him struggle to get a loft on the ball. Uh, second on the list, got off the real hot start, and I don't know how long it's been since he hit home run. Is uh, Byung Hill Park mm. Mm. crushes home runs? Like, yeah, destroys when he doesn't do anything. Yeah, else. when he hits, when he hits it, got the home runs. Yeah. San Carlo, and then um, Cargo, Trumbo, and Kemp would be three, four, and five. Is that well, adjusted Kemp for is... Park? Huh? Like with Cargo? What's that? Like, is it like adjusted for Park? No, no it's, it's wrong. So I think it helps. he certainly gets the cores. The cores. Yeah, and helps Nomar too, right? Because the the heat is good for it. Yeah, the ball carries in Texas. Yeah, it's as we've looked into this, it's amazing how much temperature matters for for distance, you know, wind and angle and velocity and all that stuff. And it's but Camp has just altered his swing plane. Like he's just hitting, trying to hit homers. Like that. Yeah. He started swinging everything low and in, and it's just golf shot after golf shot. He's gonna hit two ten. And with 35 he, homers. And six walks. Well, the same. He, he just went literally a month without a walk. He, he got one the other night. And then I think he walked like three times in three days or something like that. Sometimes. I'll show them. He probably heard somebody talking about it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's. I thought that was interesting that he went so long without a walk. Because mm-hmm. you're right. He has changed everything. Him and Kershaw. Him and Kershaw. <laughs> Basically the same guy. Yeah. All right. So this one is a little bit of a different format, I'll ask you. This team has the most stolen bases in baseball and the highest strikeout percentage. What team oh. is that? They have both. Yeah, they have both. They don't get on Phillies. base. No. Brewers? It is the Brewers. Look at this guy. Look oh, at, that's, yeah. that's it. August figure. question. Villar, VR. Oh, yeah. um, a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. They're also uh, second in walk rate. So they have this like, weird, weird profile weird as a team. It's like well, you the can, new you kind of future outcomes just instead of Yeah, of, <laughs> of the teams who aren't you know, doing that well this year, they are by far the most fun to watch. They're really interesting. They're yeah. hilarious, at least on offense. The pitching staff needs work. But. Did David Stearns come from uh, the Astros? Yes, he did. He did. Because the they've, already, they've already traded like similar players all to each other. Jacob Nottingham left. When Stearns was with the Astros, they traded Jacob Nottingham for Scott Casimir. Then Stearns goes to the Brewers, and he trades... Uh, Chris Davis for Jacob Nottingham. <laughs> right, and he was on the Houston side when they made the deal with Carl Gomez trade. Yeah. Before he left. Yeah. So he went to the other side, and he's like, oh, I know who these guys are. And, <laughs> and, and don't they look kind of like how the Astros were built? Like, get a bunch of guys who don't make contact, and maybe one of them will either improve yeah, or... Like or Chris Carter. Just, yeah, exactly. former Chris, Chris, Chris Carter. Carter. <laughs> former Astro Dominguez yeah. <laughs> Future met Chris Carter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, maybe. Then they would have had uh, both Chris Carters. That's, that's true. Nope. The other one people don't remember so well. Uh, who has the yeah. lowest 
batting <laughs> average. Bat, we're actually using batting average on the show, but that's Boy. okay. It makes sense in this context because we're not talking about you know walks or striking. Who's the lowest batting average on batted balls over 100 miles an hour? Presuming you've done that at least 50 times. Oh goodness. And just the league average is 620. Yeah, you hit the ball over 100 miles yeah, an hour, you're, you're going to hit 620. Yeah. That's real good. Yeah. Uh, so who's had the the least amount of success? Let's go with Noah Syndergaard. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a batter. <laughs> okay. Well, he, he had some time. Yeah. Okay, I thought, okay. <laughs> right. Right. I don't think he's done that 50 times so far this year. Uh, well, that's my guess, you know? Yeah, good guess, August. <laughs> uh, I mean, isn't it Stanton? <laughs> no, it's not still, His exit velocity is still high. He's just having a really bad year. He struck out over the last 30 days like 46%. But it's not even about that. It's, it's, most, it's more about just like bad luck. Bad he luck, did, yeah. Bad balls or maybe someone who gets shifted a lot. Uh, maybe someone who plays, hint, hint. Maybe yeah. someone who plays for a team that August would watch semi regularly. Oh, Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana. Yeah, I was, was going to say, oh, that sounds like someone I know. He's yeah. only 500 because Napoli. Unbatted balls above 100 miles per hour. So oh, he's man. been possibly unlucky, but possibly just they shift him. I mean, those are the kinds of guys that have suffered most from the shift. Yeah, he's got um, Although the, most, the other names on the he list. He's a switch hitter. There's a surprising number of right handed hitters on the ship on this list, although there are guys that would get shifted. Joey Batista. That's yeah, Jose but Batista. they are also starting to shift righties more. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. Batista. Uh, Nick Markakis shows up. Is Trout on there anywhere? No, Henry Ramirez and anyway, Matt Holliday. Nick Markakis, I think, might be a launch angle thing a little bit, though, because he's a kind of an extreme ground ball guy. Yeah. So he's just pounding the ball into the ground. I mean, he, I think he's healthy. That's something you can say from that, is he's healthy, but he needs to... Yeah, I'm surprised he's had it. 50 balls in play above 100 miles. <laughs> yeah. That's actually what shocks me right. most about yeah. this yeah. Uh, But I remember last year we were looking at this around this time, and the, the leader, I think, was uh, Robinson Cano who's like 120 points or so below average right, balls yeah. at over 100 miles an hour. And it was a good way to look at it because everybody was freaking out that he was terrible. Her, like, uh, now they're all hits. still crushing yeah. the ball. I think he's yeah. going to be okay. And, you know, we know he's dealing with off-the-field stuff, and he's still crushing the ball. And uh, he might be the AL MVP this year. <laughs> I mean, he's had an amazing season. Uh, you want to do, uh, number, do number four here? Uh, this one's kind of obscure, but... Again, then again, all of these. Oh, look at I was these say, yeah, the last one was definitely not. Oh, obscure, well, look so. at these names. I don't even. I. I. I'm not even trying to know all the teams <laughs> that these names are on. <laughs> Highest, you'll never get this one. So we'll leave this one short. Highest percentage of batted balls with a negative launch angle. Minimum 50 balls in play. It's not Noah Syndergaard. No. Not oh. Still batting. I know. Yeah. I know. Nori Aoki. No. no. Uh, not Christian like, Yelich anymore because he hits in the air. No. Christian Yelich having an incredible. Yeah. Uh, Catcher for the local nine here. Not in Ohio. Slow wacky or yeah. it is slow wacky. Devin Plowacki. Slow footed catchers who uh, pound. Well, a related gonna... story. He's got a weighted runs created plus of sixty two. I was gonna say is that <laughs> a good combo. I don't. I don't. I don't think it is. I was is. gonna guess slow Eric Kratz. Not because not, I knew you. Would, you didn't say it was the Mets, but Eric Kratz is terrible, and so I was just like, hey. Yeah. Well, him. Also no, on that list, Christian Vasquez, another catcher, not a good yeah. combo. Tyler Goodell, David Freeze, and Daniel Castro. Yeah, not a lot of speed there. Daniel Castro is the one I'm trying to think if I know what team he's on. The Braves is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Build around that for a second. Uh, we have one last question here for okay. you guys. Oh, two more. One more is a bonus question from Dave Cameron that we'll oh, finish we'll with. Oh, that. great. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. Uh, so th this is kind of something we look at to see, you know, always talking about com combining exit velocity and launch angle, right? Mm. So hit the ball over 100 miles an hour, and you hit it between 10 and 30 degrees. It's really, really good. It's like it's basically hard like a hit line spot drives. of like a hard hit line drive. It's like the best thing you can do. Uh, which teams have done this the lowest percent of the time uh, as far as their, their batted balls in play? This one is actually interesting. I was, I was surprised to see this. The... Padres. No, 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 no. Interesting. Not, not expected. <laughs> the Giants, perhaps. It is the Giants. Quick huh. guess. What made you guess that? Uh, this well, is like a team like the third best record in baseball, and they're basically hitting the fewest number of like hard hit line drives. I think that exit velocity, like velocity, is probably related to temperature, and it's cold. It's the coldest part. 
Uh, also, their hitting philosophy is a little bit about spraying the ball and putting it in play. And so I think you, when you pulled, you get a little bit higher exit velocity. Didn't you write so. a post uh, in like the offseason about how like looking for power breakout surgers? Based yeah. on that, and it was like Duffy was in there, was Panic done, was right. in there, and Crawford was in there. So you'd think they'd actually have well, a lot. Well, they of that, hit it in that angle a lot, but they weren't I mean, necessarily high exit. Well, that is the thing about Buster Posey, who is one of those guys who actually doesn't hit the ball. Compared to other elite hitters, he is probably one of the like low exit velocity guys. Yeah, huh. you know, he does not hit. He's not putting up one tens, but he's hitting like ninety five consistently. So. I'd be interested to see, you know, home away splits on a lot of those guys. Yeah, if you Breaks velocity, see how... Adjust for temperature. Yeah, see yeah. how much temperature affects that. I mean, that people don't think of... Uh, I mean, yes, they actually do think of San Francisco's cold. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the coldest parks are Seattle, uh, San Francisco, San Diego, and those, you know, those are... And Oakland. Good point. Those That's are the coldest point. four parks in baseball, and those are the ones that... San Diego, you know, colder than Minnesota? It is, because Minnesota starts colder, and then gets warmer. Whereas San Diego is just, just like, no, it never gets yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, not blah. It's lovely. I love San Diego. It's just cool. It's just and, cool and all the time. Like cool. All by, out by the water, you know. First person ever to use the word blah. Uh, San Diego is climate. Ina Cyrus will be in San Diego this July yeah, for the yeah, Oscar. Right. You can slap him yourself. <laughs> so, so the last question is uh, was courtesy of Dave Cameron. He dropped this right before he, he walked off set, which is, who has the, which batter has the longest time between pitches. Basically, the new human rain delay, the new Mike Hargrove. Uh, Nomar, the new Nomar Garcia Fire. <laughs> or Nomar. Uh, wasn't, uh, isn't like Tulowitzki pretty bad about that? I don't know if he's played enough this year. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't know. I yeah, don't know is there like a qualified. minimum here? Yeah. Yes, we didn't really get a lot of uh, background detail on this. Um, it's, uh, so it's not too low. But it will change your perception of this player. Because now every time I watch this player, I'm like, God, we had, so is it Harper? No. no. We had this team on an MLB Plus game recently. And now I, I wish I could go back and remember if I was annoyed watching him take pitches. So is that team the Cubs? No. Is that team the Mets? No. Okay, well, I... It's actually the one team you wouldn't expect to have been on the plus game because they're not doing so great this year. Okay, well... So, so I'm going to say, so which team is that? Okay. The Angels. It's the Angels. It's Trout. It's not Trout. Not like Trout. Oh, that would have been cool. It's the other very good hitter. It's the other very good hitter on the Angels. There is one? Yeah. Oh, who's that? Wait a minute. Cole Calhoun. Cole Calhoun. Cole Calhoun's really underrated. I like Cole Apparently Cole Calhoun takes forever between pitches. Now you'll. Now you're going to find uh, him annoying. Yeah. Now everyone's going to find uh, Cole Calhoun. Yeah, now every time Sorry, I go Cole, to watch always, Trout, uh, we your I'll get annoyed by Cole Calhoun on my way to watch I'm always saying Trout. Calhoun's better than you think he is, and now it's going to be the opposite of that. Yeah. It's going to be more annoying. Now we all loathe Cole Calhoun. Yeah. All right. I'd love you, to see the pace numbers on Garcia Parra, though. I mean, yeah. all that stuff he was doing with his hands was crazy. Nothing is stopping you from going back and timing it with a stuff. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, project. I imagine he played to what, 2007? Maybe we have Maybe we have some for his last year. All right. Well, I think we should. Now we have something to do for the rest. Of the <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys passed our test, so you know we'll let you leave the building by getting all of them wrong. Yeah. Good job, guys. <laughs> so uh, you know, Sarah's August Fagerstrom. We had Jeff Sullivan and we had Dave Cameron, and we didn't have, but they were watching us from over there. Uh, Carson Sestouli and David Appleman and Paul Swyden, who run Fangraphs and the Hardball Times, and uh, August shows up at MLB.com as well. So and they'll guys, be at Sen Island. Yes, Sabermetrics Day on Sunday. What better way to spend Father's Day than at Sabermetrics Day? Oh, is that Father's Day? And if you're in New York City, there's a, there's a meet up at uh, Rattle and Hum West Saturday night, 7 o'clock. The beautiful Port Authority adjacent mm-hmm. Rattle and Hum. But Port Authority. The, the list of people who are attending that you have posted on fangraphs.com is quite impressive. Yeah, your favorite writer will probably be there. Yeah, and so you can buy them a drink or Obviously, several. because it's me. <laughs> okay, then. Take <laughs> me to it. <laughs> this has been this week's MLB.com StackCast Podcast. Thanks to all of the Fangraphs guys, and thank you for listening. I'm Mike. He's Matt. We'll catch you next week. 